Hey guys, welcome to Project Esports for February 11th, 2019, Overwatch League Week, Valentine's League Week, Invitational for Rainbow Six Siege Week, whatever you are into, it is your week, and I am so hyped. I mean, we'll talk about it a little bit later. Overwatch League hype went down a little bit from some of the issues we had over the weekend, but overall, Thursday cannot come soon enough. How are you guys feeling about all that? Dylan, you got your new jersey on. I got my new jersey. I'm I'm ready. I'm hyped. I'm ready for Washington Justice to beat New York uh, this weekend. It's gonna be good. It's so gonna feel good. We dude. asked you a little bit about like in Slack when we first got and stuff. Like, how would you rate the jersey so far for anyone that's still thinking about getting one? Okay, so let me describe the jersey. It's like. Uh, it's 100% polyester, so it's like, eh, it's all right feel. Um, the fit is okay. The uh, like the neckline is a little, I don't know, it feels like a little deep, it's a little deeper than it should be, but it's not bad. It's not bad. I much would, I would much rather like the shirt jersey um, than no, this one. Just but cool, I, I, it's not as bad. It's not as bad as uh, some other people's custom jerseys, to be honest. James, you have stuff on the way, though, right? I do have stuff on the way. Oh boy, uh, I, I, a little bit, but yeah. And then I have my Valiant custom jersey all ordered on the way soon. That should be here hopefully. I think next week it was projecting, so I'm not going to have it for opening night. But it doesn't matter. It's so worth it for the custom jersey. So I am incredibly hyped for that. But enough about that. We're talking enough about Overwatch League today. So let's get into a little bit of housekeeping before we jump in the first new story. If you guys do not remember, at the end of last week's episode or during the episode, we announced that we were doing an all-access pass. That was going to be announced tonight. We will do that in the post-show of the stream tonight. So you still have the entire episode to go to our Twitter, follow us, retweet it, and be entered for that chance. We'll tweet it out. We'll let you know on the post stream who is the official winner. So you make sure you still have another hour or so to enter that if you are watching live. So make sure to go and do that. But that's all we have for housekeeping today. We do have some exciting things in the work, but you will hear about all that down the road. But the first story we want to talk about is probably not the happiest way to kind of lead off, but it is something we need to bring up because we do talk so much about these parent companies that really run a lot of esports, and that is Blizzard announcing a ton of layoffs. So it's Activision Blizzard, so we need to take that into account when anything kind of like this happens, but... James, Dylan, one of you guys kind of want to look through that article a little bit and kind of go through what is happening over there. Yeah, so uh, obviously their stock prices haven't been looking too good. And specifically for the people being laid off um, from the article, there was kind of a little quote, and I think it's pretty good. It's the departments like marketing, sales, and publishing are the most likely to experience these cutbacks. This is a personal hit to me. I'm like, this is my dream job. I want to go into marketing for Blizzard or something like that. And to hear them coming back is never a good thing for anything. But obviously losing jobs as a whole isn't good. But that's a personal hit to me. But go on. I'm sorry. Yeah, so it's those departments that are going to be hit. So it's not going to, I think, affect any games that are currently going on right now so we're not going to see another um like hearthstone esports cut or anything like that it's going to be very indirect indirectly related to to the games i mean it's still a big deal and there's still a lot of people losing their jobs which i mean it's like a couple hundred which is huge it's a huge amount of employees so this isn't great it's not looking too good I, i feel like we always have bad things to say about blizzard and activision and stuff that's going on with them so i mean hopefully this is going to be a little bit of a turnaround for them and Hopefully. I mean, like, it's not like 
this is a pretty bad step. Like, like this is another thing to add to the pile of bad stuff that's happening over at like Activision Blizzard. Um, not only this, but like Liquid, like Liquid's owner, I'm pretty sure, like went on social media to bash them basically about how they handled Heroes of the Storm. So I mean, like it's like there's just one thing after another. Um, and the the worst part is, is like you can see like the stock decline after the like it's like a year. It's like like last year basically to date. It's just it's been a steady decline. Which is kind of, I mean, man, it's disheartening to see out of such a, like a, a massive, a massive corporation that's done so well for so many games and like has produced so many games too, like like really like really really good things, right? But I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. See, ever since Green Jesus left us, it's just been a bad time. Yeah, I mean, but so cutting back in sales and marketing and all that kind of stuff. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, how much does Blizzard really need to advertise their games? I mean. I think getting that initial launch and getting the Overwatch League advertised and out there. And I'm not saying, I'm not justifying all of this, but I'm just saying mm-hmm. it's not like they're releasing anything new right now. Obviously, the marketing research and the stuff they did on Diablo Immortal wasn't correct there. So I think they're just overcompensating for the launch of the Overwatch League um, for the Call of Duty League kicking off. Like, they just had a lot of big things launch, and this obviously has to do with a lot of budget cuts inside of blizzard activision but it's also because they probably bulked up for the launch of their biggest esports league yet now they're starting to pull some things back is maybe what i'm thinking kind of what we talked about with optic a while back is that they just hired on they want to grow so quick and now they're like okay we actually didn't need some of these and marketing sales is usually the first to go because that is the easiest to bring on in bulk and especially with sales people especially with bulk you can bring them on for social media content creation all that kind of stuff and it's not justifying letting go that many people, but I can see maybe hopefully that's a reason why is they're just cutting back bulk. But that still doesn't no, look great. I, I I definitely disagree. So it's one thing to hire on excess and then cut the excess whenever you don't. But that's all things that you plan for, and yeah. this doesn't this seem like something. Yeah, this is just like oh, stuff is bad. We're really cutting back. Yeah. Um, so I mean, they could have hired on too much. And then that is kind of like a problem that led into this. But I don't think that is just what they're doing. It's not like, oh, it's normal, like seasonal layoffs or whatever that we normally go through. It's no, we have we can't afford our employees. Yeah, I mean, it'd be one thing if we didn't see like the, if the, like the proof wasn't out there that like, you know, stocks are declining, stuff like that. Bad PR is left, right and center. Like if there wasn't that going on too it might be like well like you know they plan for this and stuff like that but yeah i think there's too much evidence that supports that this is just this is like oh crap we got to cut people who can we easily cut and rehire on easily yeah marketing and you know i mean, what I mean right that's probably what it seems like more i'm trying to say like oh hopefully this is kind of what it was but when it's that big of a cutoff you guys are probably right on i'm just kind of saying like oh maybe this is a hopeful side but when you lose when this many people lose jobs it's usually not expected and it is not what you want and i mean we see the same thing kind of happening for a different reason, but over at like the Disney Fox merger, it's not the same thing, but hundreds of jobs are being lost there too. And entertainment industry is just not great for consistency sometimes on some jobs. Oh well, yeah, that's just it. Right. Like, I mean, I, like, I, I don't want to sit here and say like, Blizzard's had a good run boys. We've done. Okay. Yeah, like bye. when we were starting to like buy. Yeah. But I mean, like that might be the reality we're starting to reach to. Like, I mean, not clearly not that we like, I don't think the Overwatch League has to be worried yet or anything like that. I don't think we're there I, no, yet. I, I'm not even thinking about that at all. No, but I think I think Blizzard as a corporation really needs to look at what they're doing and figure out what's what's going on. Because I've been preaching this since day one. Like Activision was not 
was not a good move. But I mean, like that's that's just me. Like that's a, like a, like I don't like I don't know. Maybe like there there probably was a lot of things that were good about it. But I mean, like to me, it's just like once that has really come to light, once that's really happened, it's just been like one thing after another. So I'm not like Dylan. You probably have a different opinion on that. No, I but. think it's I think it's a bad idea. I mean, it, I guess it kind of makes sense if they're trying to do big things like the Overwatch League and they're trying to produce big, big games and trying to be, you know, AAA giant hits. And But I don't know. It, it's it's leading to them making a lot of wrong decisions, I think. Yeah. Um, them ex- I, and also, this is probably a part of the big, huge restructure they're doing, which, I mean, is looking not so great, the restructure that they're doing. And, you know, getting rid of a lot of senior members and turning everything over to me get more activision focused and that's eh, not a good thing i don't think yeah i don't think i don't think i don't think much good's gonna come from it guys i don't know i don't know about me i don't know about you but but let's let's I'm switch a- over to something that is still activision was related but a little bit on the better side and let's like, kind of move into the overwatch league and talk about in my opinion probably one of the biggest sponsors in all of esports was signed this last week i don't know what you guys are gonna think but i think so in the last week coco oh my goodness um, Coca-Cola signed as an official partner for the Overwatch League, which I think is huge. And it also brought in some clarity that there will be at least one more Overwatch World Cup. I know some people really were worried about that, but that was mentioned in a press release that they will be um, a partner for that as well. So that does confirm. Uh, well, I don't know, dude. Uh, Blizzard did also say that there was going to be another season of Heroes of the Storm. But yeah, yeah, they did. So like okay, you like you but. you literally like I, I hate to say it but you literally have to take everything they say with a grain of salt now because not only did they tell they told like multiple esports organizations that there would be a you know total, like Liquid man Team Liquid Team Liquid is like one of the biggest biggest esports giants that have come out of North America and they gave really screwed them over press release. I mean, yes, it is associated with Coke. You know, I just kind of spoiled it, but I mean, like, um, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, I'm, I'm as, I, I, I'm like the the wall is up for me as much as it is for Dylan. I think where I just don't. So I, I thought the release for it was a little bit weird because it said is they're the official non-alcoholic beverage of the Overwatch League now. Why would they say it like that? Are they because they're not an alcoholic beverage, but they're but no, no, but that just leaves it open the to there drink. being an alcoholic beverage. I'm sure it's just marketing terminology that agreed upon between the two. But that's weird, though, right? I, I don't. I feel like this weird when you say it's the official drink, no official soda. Yeah. Like why? Like why the the official non-alcoholic drink? That's a really weird way to put it. But I feel like if you go and look at that for like the NFL or things such as that, it just leaves it open to the Overwatch League signing an official um, alcoholic beverage or whatever. You know, like it's just leaving it open and not cutting corners because official beverage. Well, then you can't have another beverage that's alcoholic come in. So you're just leaving it open is how i kind of take that i'm not looking too deep into yeah. the wording of the contract or anything like that I mean, we could, yeah we might get we might get an alcoholic sponsor like i mean that i think would be that'd be awesome i don't see why not i mean it's it's I definitely mean, targeted it, at older and younger i, I, if you can I think both. it's a terrible idea what <gasps> it's horrible idea i mean it's on disney xd dude that's true i'm see i guess i'm the one here for the kids come on <laughs> Come yes. on, Andrew. The guillotine man. The one that t- 
trademark the I'm block is here for the kids. I'm saving the kids. He, he did wanna... say he, he he wanted to block anybody plus forty. Yeah, I'm saving them. Yeah, they need parents. Get it? Dylan, Dylan's like the Peter Pan. Like he wants to kill all the parents and let them live in Never Never Land. Okay, no, we're moving That's on. It. <laughs> I shouldn't have brought anything up, but I I think that is a very cool partnership, and I think it's a very big one. And I don't think we've seen a name quite as large to be an official sponsor of that stick. I think car dealership and kind of stuff like that. There's just so many car brands i think we see those kind of coming in more frequently but i think when coke comes in and kind of endorses something that is a little bit different of a level of a sponsorship i see that the same as if nike came in and did all the jerseys and stuff or if like i guess disney's already kind of part of the disney xc but they said this is like disney backed and stuff like that like there are certain brands that when their name associated kind of takes the next level and i consider coke to be one of them do we agree with that hands and everything so like yeah it is for them it is yeah okay i'll say that but kind of going on to the next thing so like we said overwatch league this week thursday i don't think we have too much to say we'll talk about that so much more next week after it kind of happens but what did happen for overwatch league related that we didn't mention at all on last week's episode though overwatch league preseason do you know why we didn't mention anything about it on last week's episode because it wasn't announced until the middle of last week. <laughs> yeah. And Yikes. so what it was going to be is that on Saturday, Sunday, there's going to be scrims. And then there's going to be 1v1 Ash tournaments, Ash Widow tournaments, all kind of stuff. More kind of fun events kind of throughout that to um, kind of get people excited about the Overwatch League. I don't know. It was weird. It was very last minute. But I have a couple of problems with it but did either one of you guys watch any of it do you kind of know what's been going on with the preseason so far i had zero idea so actually earlier today we were figuring out stuff that we wanted to talk about uh it was like oh do we overwatch league preseason drama i was like i have no idea here and it's <laughs> Kind of. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of people didn't want it to just like come up. Like the only reason I knew about it, like the, I knew about it happening, is because I got a notification in like the my uh, the mayhem Discord, and I was just like, oh, so it kind of took like precedent for me. Like it was it, like like you said, it was really out of the blue. It was really rushed and stuff like that. Like so, I just didn't really know. Uh, I, I didn't. I, you know, I didn't. I didn't have enough. Like, okay, I should tune into this. This should be fun, right? But yeah, yeah. And it 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 was a mess when something this last minute happens. And I consider you two to be at least semi Overwatch fans. Not hearing anything about it, so pretty much it started happening. You can kind of see where things started going wrong. And the first thing that went wrong right away is so they called um, the games on Saturday, Sunday between teams, actual Overwatch League teams, scrims. But when they showed up. No one took them seriously, and I don't blame them at all because it's five days before the Watch League starts. No one wants to show their strategies or anything kind of like that. So people were playing a lot. Torbjorn, Symmetra, DPS were playing supports. Everyone was all over. Everyone was having fun. And personally, I enjoyed the little bit I watched, and that's kind of what more of what I expected. But apparently, that wasn't communicated well. When you call them scrims, people expect it to be um, serious and a lot of some people were very unhappy some were exciting it was all over it and what kind of came out to be was 
Nate came out and said, we are so sorry that we disappointed our fans and that the teams and players didn't take these scrims seriously. And because of that, we're switching over to mystery heroes instead. So that yeah. kind of put, that drew the line right down the middle of, is this okay? Is this disrespectful for teams to not play their actual positions and champions and strategies in the preseason? That was very last minute, it seemed like, at least to the public to being announced. Or should they have played that? Should they have shown their strats? Should they have been taking it serious? Where do you guys kind of land on that line? Because I know where I stand. I know where a lot of people stand. But everyone seems to have a different opinion about what they should have done. Dylan, do you want to go first or you want me to go? Yeah, I'll just – I have quick thoughts on it. So I can empathize with the players. But everything should have been organized better so that this wouldn't happen. I think there is a way to have like a preseason thing and the players – to still take it serious. So, like, obviously, I do fault the players a little bit because um, this is something, like, for the fans, so you think they would actually play games, but I totally understand why they didn't. I mean, it's all the all the points that you touch on, Andrew, and the other strats. It's right before, so, like, they're already stressed, you know, probably practicing constantly for the past couple months. So I understand. I, I get it. I definitely. Yeah, like, I mean, like, I think a lot of this should have been, like, it could have been saved by calling them showing because when people see hear scrims they're like oh i get to see like and show matches is like a loose term like i mean it's a you know like or exhibition games or something like that you know what i mean where nobody's expected to take it seriously right but by calling them scrims people expect you know try hard kind of stuff i don't expect in preseason like whenever i watch preseason games of anything um you know be it like you know traditional sports or whatever like nobody's really you know really going like hard they're not getting a away a lot of times they play their backups so it's kind of kind of gone traditionally over the years so i i don't really fault the teams i kind of i sympathize with the teams a lot um because i i feel like the teams just kind of like had a coalition where we're not going to show anything because it like kate mentioned this in the chat um for any of our listeners uh that it, like it wasn't one team it was every team it was all the teams that like basically they like all did this they all screwed around they all had fun i mean it like i don't know man it like from what i saw in like like in like my personal fan base's discord like nobody was really that mad like they're like okay we get it we get why they're doing this it's fun to see them screw a uh, screw around and goof off or the the rest of the fan bases especially with the bigger teams and stuff like that but i feel like that's not a far thought to expect from everybody you know what i mean mm-hmm no, and, and I'm very much kind of on the team sides. I mean, with it being, I mean, if this was two weeks ago, I mean, maybe before a patch, maybe a month ago, and I understand why they couldn't do that all out long ago. I don't know if this was a reaction because people were upset there was no preseason, if they wanted to wait till last minute to kind of wait to make sure everyone got visa issues dealt out. But to me, what a preseason is really good for is it's not about the team, it's not about the fans, it's about technical crews getting ready to actually do it live. So that opening day, it's ready. Yeah. But none of the games were played on the official Overwatch League channel. None of them were played in the stadium. They're all hosted by well-known names in the community, and they all did a great job. I'm not taking away from them. 
But in terms of preseason, this did absolutely nothing in my mind to prepare anyone technically for opening day of Overwatch League. So I just, I don't, I don't understand what the point of this was other than just to please fans because it being on other people's channels, like the Overwatch League channel wasn't even hosting some of the events right away. Like it just seemed very scattered, seemed like a reaction to what the community wanted. And I felt like it being so close that like five days away, I, if anything, this talking about this has gotten me less excited because it was so close. I'm like, I could have waited five more days with no more Overwatch after a seven and a half month, six month, like off season. I think you need to worry about the off season more than throwing something together five days before it happens. Well, not only that, but I mean, like they like so. Despite the fact that they totally just like disregarded not sorting out technical issues, which, like you said, they should have done because that's that's the point of pre. Like, like I don't think anybody would have been that upset. You know what I mean? Like you said, like because we just we just saw a huge expansion with like a ton of teams, right? And like I mean, you need more prep time to get those teams ready. You know, I'm sure, like, it, like, yeah, I know a lot of people are like, oh my god, I want Overwatch League, but I mean, at the same time, everybody gets that these teams need time to prep, they need to get their stuff together, they need to get, like, their branding, their clothing, like, all that stuff, like, all that stuff needs to be sorted out, and that takes time, that takes a ton of time, so it's, like, it's totally reasonable, so I don't, I don't know why this was pushed, I mean, to me, this is kind of like a marketing blunder, that it's like, yeah, we want to give you guys something to watch, but at the same time, like, it, it's a shit show, Right, like enjoy, and like just to clarify, it's not a shit show on the team's part. The guy, the, the guys had fun, but like yeah. from like just Nate, man, like why, why'd you do it? Yeah, and I, and I think one of my well, biggest problems with all of this is that he threw the teams under the bus when it went to fans. It seemed like a last minute thrown together thing that was not communicated very well to anything. So I felt like blaming any one party was not acceptable in my mind. I feel like as you're that, no. yes, you owe everything to your fans, but if anything, he should have took it on himself that clearly we did not communicate well enough. Clearly we wanted this to be taken seriously, and that is our fault. Going and putting it onto teams does is not a good look for anyone is how I see it. That as the head of the Overwatch League, anything that goes wrong outside of like player relations and things like that is on you. If we screwed yeah. up, if we said something stupid, we put it out there, I would take blame for it. We take blame for it. We wouldn't put it on the other people that made a mistake. We would take the blame for it. And that's kind of how I see it. And that that's where my real issue with this kind of comes from. Yeah, and like the and the, the big thing is too is like the trend that we've talked about like in esports and specifically these teams are making a big push to have more of a social media presence. And you can like you can bet your ass that if this was a, something that was pre planned like in advance, we would have had way more hype about it. There would have been way more there were teams would have been way more excited and they probably would have been hey we're going to like you know these are fun matches and stuff like that and they like people still would have got excited you know what i mean but there was nothing there was none of that right so yeah just a mess that's a lot feels bad yeah but overwatch league is on thursday hopefully that goes smoothly I mean, whatever happened this weekend, whatever, let's reset. Let's focus on Thursday. Let's get hyped for that. I know we'll all be watching it. I think, Dylan, you'll be watching it a live watch party. I'll be watching along with some friends online. James, I don't know what you're doing. You're free to do. I watch it by myself because who's a Florida it's, fan we, in Nova we, Scotia? We can watch it together, James, if it's your game start Thursday. Mine's not until Saturday. Valiant play Friday, I believe. Mine's on Friday, actually. 
But I'm watching Thursday. I'm watching Man. every single game Thursday, no matter what. I'm watching every single yep. game this entire weekend. I mean, but I'll probably I'll try to do the same. Honestly, let's jump into a new esport. Like I'm not ready to call this a, a new e. <laughs> what do you say? Air quotes. Air quotes. Yeah. Air quotes. Air quotes. Yeah. So I put the air quotes on it too, and like, so Apex Legends. Last week, I don't even think we mentioned it on the podcast because it had just launched that day. Like, it was way we didn't, too... What? We didn't know anything. Nobody knew anything. Well, yeah, like, but it, it. it launched, and we, we were just starting to play. So, yeah, there was no mention of it last week. But then we got the notification that, oh, they got one million unique players within, like, eight hours. Super cool. Within 24 hours, they're at 2.5 billion. A million. At 48 hours, they're at 10 million. Now they're at 25 million. They are consistently number one on Twitch now for the most streamed games. All the large streamers are going there. And they just announced the first esports event for the Twitch Rivals event for NAEU, where some of the top streamers and players, or mainly the streamers now from other um, Battle Royale games, are going to be competing for actual money now. And we have our first organization, NRG, recruiting professional apex players which has been a big meme these last couple of days the game's been out for a week and people are already claiming to be that but a lot has happened i mean this game went from nothing to 25 million players in a week literally it has been about a week since it launched so what do you guys think about this first event coming out about it being in east where i still think it's too early personally but what is your kind of whole take on this now that we've seen a week it's starting to become a reality so I want to talk about it from the PR side. Um, so just as just, um, I've barely watched it, I, I like I get the gist of it. I barely watch it, but this isn't a critique on the game itself. This is why it's this big. I, I will I will say that. Uh, so the reason why it's so big is obviously it's by EA, um, so a very big company behind it, and uh, my sources tell me uh, that apparently they paid all the top streamers. Um, so I don't know if this was through the bounty system or if they reached out directly. I think they reached directly I think out they reached to directly. Yeah. They really reached directly out to all the top streamers and was like, here's some money to play apex play it for us. Now in combination between that, a huge marketing push because it is EA um, it. And it's basically just being so, a very good battle Royale game. It lented itself to just being a huge hit. But they definitely landed a home run on the marketing aspect. 100%. Yay knew exactly what to do. So, yeah. I wouldn't, like... When you say a huge marketing push, like, the streamers alongside the huge marketing push, their day one marketing push was streamers only. They did nothing else outside of the Twitch stream. They announced that they had a bunch of Twitch streamers play. They paid them for, like, the first 48 hours or whatever. And then you started seeing it everything. There was no traditional marketing outside of streamers celebrities and things such as that until 48 hours after launch when it started being on twitch channels you started seeing ads on like kind of the more traditional platforms and stuff like that but their first initial 24 hours and what the biggest thing was is they had every they had the top 10 personalities on all of twitch playing this game and they still are playing it because of how good the game is if you pay you get anyone can pay a ton of money to get them playing the game for one day but the fact that all these personalities are still staying with that game and no longer being paid to do so says something about the game, which is what I really love. 
it like it was it, like to me it was a really ballsy move because you're putting it in the hands of streamers. Streamers have no like there's no there's no there's as you can't like just absolutely destroy our game after we've paid you to play. There's no nothing to stop that. But it went the totally opposite way. EA built a phenomenal game. Everybody loves like people like Shroud Summit. Like everybody, like, of course they're gonna hype it. Simulate because you know it's a good game. They're not afraid to say this is a great game. Y'all should play. You know what I mean? Like it's so like it was a really smart like marketing. Uh, I think I disconnected. Did I? Oh, I think we can still here. You're freezing, but we I'm can still here. Okay, cool. I'm freezing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I apologize. Uh, we're starting to get inclement weather. Um, but yeah. You know, so. It was, I think it was just a really good move. It was a really smart move. Like we're only starting to see Twitch ads now. Um, although the game itself, after its success, and now it's continuing to do so. So, you know, I apologize for. Yeah, we really apologize for technology tonight. It's been beyond bad. I, I'll, I'll figure that out for next episode. But um, I, I think I'm one of the only few people that are doing well here right now. But what I mean, we're talking more than marketing the PR side of all that kind of stuff instead of esports. But it's just such a unique kind of happening in video games as a whole. And we'll get to the esports part in a minute, but I want to make this clear to any other game developers out there. This will not work for every game. Oh God. Like there are going to be people that try to do these flash launches and stuff like that. And this was the perfect storm. And this is going to be trying to be replicated because of how successful it is. And you have to have that good game, the free to play. If it was ever done with a paid game or anything kind of like that, like, the like they have this game and Anthem releasing the same month, and these are totally two different marketing plans. I love that. I could talk about the marketing of all this for a very, very long time because honestly, I think this is one of the most impressive marketing tactics and kind of video games in a while now that have done this and actually had it been successful. I actually want to disagree a little bit. I think that's just because we're hearing about it directly, but I'm pretty sure Black Ops did something very similar. Now it wasn't a like as big of a hit but it was a pretty big hit but it was like advertised the, the, the battle royale the i'm saying that the the um, uh, shadow drop with just streamers say, yeah. is what they did their marketing oh, effort yeah, fair. was to yeah. drop a couple of things do a reveal stream pretty much out of nowhere there's rumors that oh ea is launching a new battle royale that's all anyone knew and that was about a week in advance and that was only because i think that information was leaked purposely but Blackout oh, had a yeah. huge marketing push. That was the number one thing they pushed for Blackout. And I'm saying that this shadow drop is so unique with how they did it and that it will not work for any other games because this was free to play. It was excellently made. It was a very unique twist on Battle Royale and it has a reputable name behind it with the kind of the Titanfall universe tied with it. So, I don't know. I Yeah, not only that, they've also they've also released a development roadmap yeah, like with the game right well. away they told this is what's coming, which is yeah. something PUBG screwed up on too when they're sticking with battle royale games. Is that this game seems like it's going to consistently update and keep on with that? Yeah, so like I mean, as far as like marketing that way, they they, they I feel like they like I mean, there's enough information, there's enough data out there to learn where the pitfalls were in certain things like this. Like, yeah, it was still a really ballsy move, but like even after like the ballsy move kind of happened, they're like, okay, we know how to we know to do like this thing, this thing, and this thing. So just so we don't shoot ourselves in the foot later down the road, right? They've already they've already like they've, and they've already been really really quick on correcting a lot of uh, like player interface bugs. Or like not so much bugs, but like quality of life things, like party chat and stuff like that, which it wasn't a thing initially. So 
Yeah, but I think we should really switch gears yeah. into like the esports. As much as we love video games, we're not a video game podcast. Let's talk about this Twitch Rivals thing and where do we see this going in terms of esports? I mean, every time a new game comes up and beats popular, like, oh my god, it's going to be the next esports. Like, everyone's trying to switch over to be pro and that. Like, whenever a new game comes up, this is what happens. I just had a friend pop in Apex Legends right now. So, uh, <laughs> a lot of people are playing it. But do we think there's i mean i hate talking about it so early because of it's only been out a week but what do we think about the esports scene for this i mean if people play it it's an esport i mean that's the only real uh like baseline for it so i mean if you want to play competitively then hey it's an esport but like i think it is a little like energy like uh and like everyone making pushes for it, i think it's a little much i think it's a little much this soon um but yeah, and the, 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 go on, James. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. I know. I agree that it is like we're we're jumping the gun a little bit. Like, as again, we are only a week out. Um, that being said, though, the game does lend itself to a lot of like team based strategy. Like, I know a lot of a lot of br uh yeah promote squads, but like, I mean, you can queue solo and stuff like that. Apex isn't like that. Like, it's very like I don't. I know you haven't played it and stuff like that, but like, it's very like it very lends it lends itself to like using three characters that kind of synchronize well together and stuff like that and stuff but like it kind of relies on you to have a team that you really work together and stuff like that it enables team play not so much solo play so we might see a drop off from that and that's what i'm kind of worried about is that it doesn't it doesn't lend its well implement stuff that might change that that being said though this kind of like it's 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 structured better for it but again i think i think like a week out and being like yeah we're gonna get we're gonna get Apex. Like they're not like uh, I think that is a really really gutsy move. I think energy, and this is just me comment, commenting on basically the organization as a whole, kind of what I've seen over the course of the years. Um, I think this is them trying to get themselves like back because energy are like they're a they're a parent corporation for some other teams and stuff like that. But the energy brand itself is kind of not that big as it used to be. Um, I mean, they had a brief stint in League of Legends, and it kind of floundered like I mean, there's brand there's team brands that i wouldn't be surprised to kind of try and make the same push like dig and toss and stuff like that to get themselves back into the limelight with, like some of these older brands um but i think this is just a big push push by a lot of people who are trying to stay relevant yeah and i really would now like even when like the fortnite professional players when they get signed by team they're more or less streaming personalities i mean anyone being signed to apex right now is they're being played to stream apex they're not it's not the same as signing to a team as a league of legends player right now it is usually more streamer personalities are kind of what these professional apex players are is that they just spend all day playing the one game and they're paid and supported by a team is really what it is it's not like because we have Twitch rivals right now, but it's not like they're being sent off to tournaments. It's not something like that. Yeah. So it's really you're being signed as a streamer, as an Apex player is really what those kind of are. And I mean, esports is the kind of the professional competitive side of gaming. And to be professional means you are paid to do something full time or it pays your bills pretty much. So what it means is be professional in something. So if you are signed by team and it pays your bills and you play the game you're a pro apex player which means there is an esports scene so it's jumping the gun of a league we're not talking anything about that but the game has just been so unique like fortnite has been the last two years now that is something we have to talk about because when a game comes like this and blows up so quick that's a conversation that started happening like last wednesday 
like two days after the yeah. game came out, people started talking about esports and stuff like that. So with how big it is, I feel like we had to talk about it. Are we pushing for the now, Apex you, League? No. I'm, I'm, I I wouldn't complain. I think there's. I think they still have a long way to go to really get that. And the question I wanted to ask was, because um, I didn't really look at the roadmap. I know it exists and stuff like that. Did they have anything laid out being like, this is what we're going to do it to gear it towards esports? Did they, was there any mention of that? Or was it the entirely game-based? No, the roadmap looked more at content. So like character okay. drops, like a season pass, that kind of stuff. I mean, I may have missed it if there's any right. esports mention, but I didn't see them do anything about that. But that Twitch rival thing um, was probably planned ahead of time. I mean, yeah. that, that's not something that can be thrown together quickly. I mean, maybe it could, but I feel like that's something that was planned before launch of the game alongside Twitch. Because Apex obviously did take up the Twitch's front page for advertising. So... There may be more little events planned like that. EA is a large company, and I'm sure they understand the importance of esports. But um, I didn't Twitch see any like, announcements on competitive officially through EA or anything. And, and like, I can't, I can't, I'm not going to sit here and try and say Twitch Rivals is an esport. No. Like, but if you're event, getting paid to play a game and you have a it, chance to win money, that is that grassroots level esports. If you have a chance is. to win money playing a game, that is at the base level esports, right? I think that's a stretch. I I would say like it's just playing the game competitively. I don't even think money needs to be involved for it to be an esport. But I would say if there's like a degree of sustainability, like there was concurrent tournaments for it and stuff like that, but there's not. Twitch rivals with games that include big names behind it. It's not, you know what I mean? Like, and it's 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 on an invitational base. So much it is like an open tournament, you know what I mean? So yes, I do, like I at the well. That's the, how like the first Magic the Gathering thing is. I don't like how you're saying that. Oh, I'm just uh, saying if you're using no, that context, there's, there's a there's like a it, it, there's like a, a line for it though, like being set up already. Like it's that's it's true. they've their announced their back, but they're saying it. and that's what I. I mean, because and Apex is being like, let's start the steps towards making this an esport. You know what I mean, or like a sustainable esport. Like, I mean, but it's it's a week out. That's not a conversation. Any game, no game should launch with esports in mind. Every yeah, game should yeah, base. You, you can't. You can't. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No. Yeah. No game should launch Monday and announce Thursday in esports league. It should be a month out. It should be. This game isn't a fad. It's staying around. Okay, let's take these steps in. Yeah. If in three weeks it's still the number one game on Twitch, all large personalities are playing it. The player base is growing. They, I mean, they're 25 million players in a week. At this weight, if they keep growing at this rate, they'll be at 100 million people by the end um, within a month. Like, if it's still growing at that rate, it is doing those large numbers. Yes, you can start looking at the false skirmish kind of things of Apex in like the format style or something more like that and start flushing out that scene. But right now, this game could be a fad. This game could die in two weeks, like some other have. We saw yeah. um, um, Realm Royale. We saw the one, um, I, I can't battle even right? think of what it was called. Multiple battle royales have came, done good for a week or two, and then died. So yeah. even thinking about esports on the EA side right now is still too early, I think. We can talk about it here because that's what we're here for. But on their side, they should wait a couple weeks and make sure that this isn't just a fad. Andrew's professional opinion, guys. EA, listen, take notes. I thought Dylan was Mr. 
uh, esports worldwide or whatever. I thought I thought he was. I'll the sign one off on that. I'll sign off on that statement though. There we go. Dylan Beal gave you the approval. It's good. Yeah. It's good to send boys. Clip and ship it. Let's go. Clip it and ship it. <laughs> um, but with that, that does wrap up our last big three stories of the day. All three of them were pretty big and meaty. We want to talk about those a lot. But we do have a couple of honor. What? Don't look at it. Don't give me that look. What me? Yeah, you're you giving me that look. Me? No, no, no. You're not getting a look yet. Don't worry. Um, but we, we do worry. have a couple of honorable mentions that we'll make a couple of small comments on here and there about that. But uh, James, you actually linked something right before we went live, which is kind of on the borderline of the two. You want to fill us in on Valve actually taking credit for something? Yeah, it's really nice to see. <laughs> God love Valve. So uh, a little while ago, I don't know if listeners remember, but it was um, it was a big deal with Valve, and I'm going to butcher the pronunciation. That Chong uh, Chong Quing, I, I believe, is how you say it. I again, I'm probably butchering the pronunciation. Um, the Invitational for Dota. Um, it was actually a crazy good event. I watched a good portion of it. Um, but leading up to this, there was a banning of a player by the name of Cuckoo. Uh, I believe you say I'm saying his name right. Um, basically, they were saying that um, that uh, the Chinese government was banning this player for things he would he had said, um, and like basically China was taking the fall. Uh, it turns out for Valve, Valve actually owned up and said in a release today on I believe it was on Reddit um, Monday today after saying like. No, guys, this was us. We told Chinese officials to do this. Um, and it's just, it's weird to see this level of accountability from somebody so big that, like, I know I know a lot of the Dota fans probably haven't forgotten. Um, I know when it, because it started creeping out into other, the, the esports realm as a whole. Um, but, like, I know, like, like, my, like many other games, like, Dota wouldn't forget this. But the other start, esports event like realms kind of did, and then Valve basically just brought it back into themselves and being like, "No, guys, you know what? We should probably tell everybody this was our doing." So, kudos to Valve, but at the same time, screw you, Valve, for you know basically sicking the Chinese officials after this player. Yeah, because I, I remember we talked about this. We talked about them being banned before this, like yeah, leading oh, yeah, up yeah, to the yeah, event. Yeah. We were talking about like, oh, like what was kind of going on that it was kind of sketchy here so it's first off really weird that it's been like two months hasn't it um this was like last year wasn't it it, uh, so the banning was about like it was two months ago the invitational was a month ago and i feel like they just kind of like let the flame settle and we're like okay now we can say something so yeah it just they're like okay this has no relevance anymore we can take credit for it it's kind of how i read it as dylan you have a different take on that but this is like yeah sure we did it it's not gonna affect us anymore. Yes, like I don't, I don't know, man. I do think uh, oh. Dylan is frozen I right now. Froze. So we will jump into the next one, and hopefully he kind of joins us in with this. But this was actually would have been perfect for him to talk about. But I think this is his first off super cool. Is that in Pennsylvania, they now have a designated esports day and month. In yep, they uh, yeah they did it, guys. They're the first ones to do it. Like, what was it? So it's February was the official esports month. And what day was it? Uh, February 6th is esports day. So that is, I mean, is it small? I mean, it's like a paid holiday or anything like that. Like, you can designate anything to Imagine. be a month or a day. Everything, like, every month is, like, 13 different. Um, this is the esports month. This is whatever history month. This is anything kind of like that. So it's not like it's a big deal, but it is something really cool. Oh, we just lost... Lost Dylan entirely. There, so oh boy. Two steps. Yes, oh boy. Uh, while Andrew's sorting this out, I will provide great comment. 
Harry? Uh, basically, yeah, it's kind of like, I mean, it, it doesn't mean anything spectacular. It doesn't mean anything crazy. Um, but, I mean, it's just kind of nice to see that, you know, Pennsylvania is starting to make this first big push to, you know, uh, the you know, esports being back in update, honestly. Um, but, you know, good for them. I feel I, I want to give some credit, I think, to the Philly Fusion. I think the Philly Fusion have brought a lot of regional pride to, to Philadelphia or uh, – yeah, just, or Pennsylvania. Am I? Getting, I'm getting the two mixed up. I think I am. Andrew, I know you can't really weigh in right now, so I'm kind of just like, uh, yeah, no, I, I was kind of crediting the Philly Fusion for Pennsylvania, but I, yes, be, I Philadelphia believe, is in Pennsylvania. <laughs> yes, I can. I can. It is okay. Firm, excellent. Okay, I, guys, I apologize. I am Canadian. My my American geography is not top tier. And um, I but so yeah, apologize so, for losing Dylan and having very unique things on the screen right now. We are almost there, though. I'm so sorry for all the technical issues we've had today. But we should be back up. I am now on screen. James is on screen. We, again, apologize for everything. We had a good bet. This kind of happened towards the end. But thank you all for dealing with thanks, all thanks, the issues Scott. we've had. That's- yeah, I know. So, yes, I, I once again, guys, I apologize. I am, I am not very familiar with the states and towns and, you know, Capitals on the good stuff. We only really have thirteen provinces and territories up here. It's pretty. It's pretty simple. Um, Dylan, actually, I don't know. I think. I think like he was getting real angry about Apex being. Yeah, being we started talking about Pennsylvania without him, and he's like, "Nope, I'm gone. This is I'm my gone, topic, and no one else's." <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But so the, yeah, I, I think you think Philly, you can. You think you can credit Philly Fusion for some of this? You think? You think they like? Um. I I think so. I know the uh, the Pittsburgh Knights, obviously in Pennsylvania as well, have been doing a lot of big yeah. things too. Um, Penn State Esports seems to be one of the more active organizations there as well too. So I feel like between all these forces and just kind of their respecting and seeing that the money is being put into that, that um, it's a thing now. That it yeah. just, it doesn't, once again, like I said, it doesn't have any recognition. Like, who, and a couple years again, who know if they'll care if it's esports month? Like it doesn't hurt the state of Pennsylvania by dubbing a day esports day or esports. God month. No. So they had nothing to lose by doing this, but they only had things to gain, which is another thing why they see that. That okay, this is a trend. People are talking about this. A lot of people in our state are getting invested in this. We have nothing to lose. Let's jump on this bandwagon, like a lot of other brands are doing. But this is a state doing it. It's pretty much the only difference how I kind of see it. Well, it's just it. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, like, and they put themselves at the forefront with this being like, hey, guys, we already did it. Like, you know, like this is this is a good thing. And I feel like this like this 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 will like lead into other stuff like uh, like early education or like early recognition for education in esports and stuff like that. Right. Like, I think it's just more promotion, more perpetuation. It's it's all all around a good thing. Yeah. No negatives about this. I love it. And then we have one more honorable mention to talk about today. Yes, we do. Um, which was also Dylan as well. Um, basically, uh, shouting out to Aiden Hiko over at Dot uh, Esports for their healthy, healthy gaming articles. Um, basically, um, I actually haven't read any of these articles. This uh, clearly was very much a Dylan thing. This is a Dylan. Uh, yeah, he's currently trying to j- rejoin us. But yeah, uh, the, we'll, we'll probably let's, let's just be safe with this in a later. Episode. I don't give it full credit, and we can be a little more better informed on the topic. Yeah, I think but, it's probably safe. Then, but. I guess what I can't talk about though is that we are finally getting to the point now where, like, even on TV now, they're starting to talk about it that how 
esports. Um, I saw this documentary somewhere on Twitter that someone like it was news clips and stuff where he's going in and like they were actually talking like, oh, like you actually do workout reg- regimens, you actually have a diet, and I think that's kind of what this is pushing too that there is that side of esports too, and that it's starting to become a little bit more recognized that he's doing a good job of calling it out and helping with that. Is what my guess is kind of what it is. I just love seeing yeah. that people outside of esports are recognizing that yes, these athletes. These players, whatever you want to call them, we don't have a name for them yet. I hate. I'm never calling them an athlete. I'll call them players. <laughs> but um, that they actually do train. They do follow a regimen. They do take this as seriously as regular athletes. Is what I love to see that this is actually starting to happen. Yeah. No. And like, I mean, for any a lot of people in the scene, like this has become this is a more known thing to people. It's starting to get exposure outwards. Like, I mean, I mean, for example, like if you are involved in the scene and you do follow these teams specifically, um, for, for example, CLG does like highly promotes meditation, highly promotes meditation. It's a big thing that, uh, Weldon, their new coach is really big on, um, my interview with Moody, he had mentioned that, um, the, the Lakers basically have their fitness camp with Uriah Faber. Um, I don't know if the Uriah Faber is a name familiar to you, but he is also known as a California kid. He's a UFC fighter. He's saying he's incredible shape for his age. He's like forty. He looks younger than me. Like it's it's ridiculous. So yeah, no, this is like this like the 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 esports realm is aware of that and they know they need to do this. And now it's finally getting out, living in our parents' basements. Where you know we're you know we're not just pounding back Mountain Dew and hot pockets like. You I know, mean, that's training regimen to be doing. For being, I honest, per- I personally still do that and. Like, <laughs> Listen to me. You're coming. It's a, it's a huge thing, and it's great. I'm glad. I'm glad. Like that is becoming a public thing, right? I think that's probably going to be best, though. I think that's a good honorable mention. I wish Dylan would have been here to talk about it a little bit more. Me too. Yeah. But I think with all the technical issues we're call having and all that kind of stuff, I think we should just kind of wrap it up now, rather than try to wait it out for Dylan or anything like that. Again, we apologize so much for all the technical issues we have. We'll have all that ironed out for next week, and this will not happen. Thank you all that have stayed in the chat, interacted with us, and still hung out with us despite all the problems. It does mean the world to us, especially when we're having a bad stream. You guys staying here and interacting means even more to us so thank you all so much for that but with that this has been a very messy episode of the project esports podcast we go live every monday at 6 30 p.m eastern time 5 30 central 7 30 atlantic time canadian time whatever you want to call it on twitch.tv slash the game house and then we get published live on tuesdays on youtube and podcasting services including spotify apple play music play and whatever other platform you listen to podcasts on so make sure to go tune in there and that all means so much but james will tell you a little bit more about that what am i telling you about because you just said everything no how much it means to all (laughs) oh god yes oh my jesus yeah absolutely so guys i try i try and make a like an active effort to interact with anybody who tunes into our live streams um, um, so guys, anybody who has popped around, thank you so much. Anybody who credits, uh, like pays too much to my cat hat as well. Big fan as well. Um, so yes, guys, thank you. Thank you a ton. It's all really. Yeah, James. I'm so appreciative. I'm so appreciative. Come on guys. Yeah, he cut really out. Means. He cut out every on my end. Thing you do every message, every comment, every rating anything you do that interacts with us even a like on twitter means the world to each and every one of us that's what james was trying to say but thank you so much for tuning in the project esports podcast i'm cutting you off before you can get more people mad at you but i am andrew and- <laughs> <laughs>
And here's Dylan. This is James. And thank you all for watching the Prodigy Sports Podcast. We will see you guys later. Thank you very much.